Clarissa explains... Sam! What you gotta know about my bud Sam is that he'd do anything to help a friend in need, who is usually me. Okay, what is it this time? Who else could come up with a straitjacket on short notice? Here's all that junk you wanted. Even go door to door in elsewhere. Ow! That's Sam. Why do I have the feeling I'm not going to like this? What are friends for? I'm here with my friends. Hey all you bold kids, this is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And this is Quincy. And this is episode number 223. We're talking our favorite friendships. Yeah. Friendship episodes, our favorite yeah. friends. Yeah. Uh, and Quincy, this is your first time on, so welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You've uh, we've we've kind of like chatted on and off with you for a long time. Like you're, uh, it feels like you've been a friend of the show for the long time uh, for a long time, and so we're we're really glad to get you on. And actually, this was yeah. this was uh, I th- this was your idea, right? I think you kind of brought this to us. Yeah, yeah. I um I, I had an idea. Just I don't know, crazy in my head. I I always I listen to you guys all the time, and I was thinking, like, wow, I, you know, you you guys love Doug, and are you afraid of dark? I, are you afraid of dark a lot and little and Pete and Pete? And I was thinking like, I was just thinking to myself, what would be your guys' favorite friend episodes? Because in my mind, I wasn't even thinking of even being on the show. I was really just thinking like, as for you two, as a like, because you guys are friends. I was like, what would be what, what would be your you know like favorite friend episode? So it was just crazy that like I'm on the show talking to you guys about it. <laughs> no, yeah, we're so I. You know, I caught you on um, an episode of uh, the podcast called Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that was a great episode. I'm like, man, yeah, we got we got to get Quincy on. So um, we're, we're so glad to have you. And this is kind of like an episode that I think throughout the years, people are like, are you guys ever going to talk about like <laughs> your favorite friends or like, you know, your favorite duos? And so this feels like kind of a like one that's been ruminating. And so, like, this is just, I think, like, the friendship episode where we're going to talk episodes. We're going to talk about our favorite, like, duos of friends, um, all things friendship. Yeah. 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 Um, now, since this is your first time out, t- tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, uh, you know, where are you from? Kind of what's 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 Quincy all about? Um, well, I'm, I'm 20, uh, 29. Um, I just, my birthday was in um, December. I just passed. So, um well, not really just passed, but I just turned uh, 29s, and uh, I live in Maryland. Um, and I'm right now. I'm, in, I'm taking classes right now. Um, I'm trying to get into like the medical marijuana field, really, right now, uh, and trying to like um, really like, cause a lot of money right now. You know, with everything going on in the world, I'm I've been seeing like, man, it's a lot of money, and a lot of science, a lot of medical help that could really be used that I feel like it's not really tapped into. So right now I've just been um just been studying and researching and stuff. And, you know, um, I listen, I love 90s Nickelodeon. I mean, I grew up, um, I was the only child growing up. So I kind of like, it was just me and Nickelodeon. You know what I'm saying? Like my, mm-hmm. my mother, I, I, I didn't have any siblings and stuff. So like Nickelodeon actually was like, like a friend of mine, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah. so I, I, I write, I write poetry too. And, um, 
And a big inspiration was Andrew when you put out um, your book, the Space Junk book. And, and I was just sitting there mm-hmm. thinking like, wow, like, man, he put a book out and stuff like that. Like, man, I, I just started doing it. And I just kind of like, right now I have like seven books on Amazon right now. Oh, um, and people have been, people I don't even know have been buying them. So sometimes it's like, it's like kind of like surreal. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm just kind of like putting books out and somebody in, I think the UK bought it. I'm just like, you know what? Like, <laughs> so right now it's just been, um, you know, I've just been yeah, just, just working on myself and stuff. And, you know, I, I love one thing that's been helping me throughout out this whole pandemic and this quarantine is really the, you know, VOC is like, just listen to your guys' energy. You know, sometimes it's like in right now in the world, it's like, I don't know, to me, I feel like everyone's just yelling at each other. And sometimes like coming hearing you guys talk and just be chill and some and having the music with the talking and the dialogue is like, you know, and, and talking about like, you know, like the first episode I heard actually from y'all were um actually was um Keenan versus Kel. And I was working at I was working at a stock job at night, like two o'clock in the morning. And I'm just trying to find stuff to listen to. And I'm just searching, like, I wonder if there's anything on Keenan and Kel to listen to. This is how my mind was working. You know what I'm saying? And, and you guys came up as just Keenan versus Kel. I'm like, who? Like, I never even heard of no one even pitting them two against each other. So my mind, I'm a big Keenan Kel fan. So I, I was on the podcast and everything. So I'm a, so when I heard that, I was like, nah, I got to hear this. And that's probably my favorite episode from you guys next to Doug versus Arnold. because. That's those two episodes of verses to me was like I gotta keep listening to these guys because if, if you because <laughs> who can make points like that and you give good points of like man like Keenan versus Kel that was like almost a fight if people go back to that episode like you, at the end of the episode it was like almost like ten minutes and there's still no decision I was like nah that's crazy I was like so just saying like y'all I've listened to y'all you guys um. Just for a minute, and I don't know. I just really connected to you guys' podcast a lot. Just how you guys really take the time to really do research. That's another thing I I, I think is missing with a lot of things in the, in the world right now is like really doing research on things. And it's like you really highlight, like even simple as Nickelodeon. You take the most detailed, like you know, work of it. You know and I don't know. I'm just really inspired by you guys. I really appreciate this even being on talking to you. Um, Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Super kind of. Yeah. I'm so glad, uh, you know, we can offer something positive to people. Yeah. Um, I I actually was actually crazy. I was listening to um, an episode of, I it was an episode I didn't, I didn't listen to fully, but I listened to the ending because I know you guys do like the listener letters and like different mm-hmm. extra stuff. And you guys were talking to, uh, I think Adam or Aaron. And at the time, I didn't even know they did a podcast. Or I think it was another episode. You actually was shouting them out. It's like, oh, these guys do a Keenan Kel podcast. I'm just like, what? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, there's a Keenan Kel podcast out there. I don't know about like. So yeah. through you, do your podcast? I even know them too you know what i'm saying so just that connection yeah. is it's just it's crazy you know 
Yeah, it's a it's a cool community yeah. of people that have kind of just like found each other. Um, yeah, and 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 like like you, I think the cool thing is like everybody's trying to kind of just do their own creative thing. I mean, whether yeah. it's Adam and Aaron, you know, you're doing your thing. I know you're putting out a bunch of stuff. Um, where where could people find your stuff uh, if they wanted to find like some of your writing? Um, like my books, uh, I have my books on Amazon right now. If you just type in Quincy Cannon. Um, in the search box, like you'll see a uh, majority of my books and stuff. Um, I'm trying to get my, um, right now I'm trying to get like my blog page together. So like having all my stuff and like stuff that I don't have in my books and just have it separate. I'm trying to get that together now. Um, but right now, yeah. Um, and you can just go on Amazon and just uh, check out my books. Right on. Yeah. Right on. I can't wait. Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome, and we'll uh, we'll make sure to post something on that. And yeah, just just a cool community. I mean, of course, Brett Wilson, and he's got uh, Splat Attack now. Oh, exactly. Um, yeah, I listen to that too. Like, I really, yeah, it's crazy. Artwork is so crazy. Like, I always For wait sure. every Sunday. I'm like, how, how does he draw? Like, how does he mirror the same thing as yeah. it's originally done? I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he really taps into it. Um, Cassandra was like the same thing where it was like kind of a friend like you. And then, you know, she's got her own podcast. So it's just kind of like a, a cool community that we've kind of just, I feel like Andrew and I have just been lucky enough to stumble into. And uh, yeah, for sure. We're happy to add you to the family here. All right, thank you. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of positive vibes, it's a friendship episode. So we did our top five uh, friendship episodes, whatever that means to you, to you guys, uh, you know, I think it probably might be different, a little bit different for all of us. And then we'll talk about our uh, five favorite pairs of friends. And, I, you know, I'm sure there'll be some crossover there. But um, do you guys want to jump into the lists? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, Andrew, do you want to kick us off? We'll, oh, yeah. we'll start with episodes. Is that cool? Sure. Okay. Um, so my number five, one I'm not even sure we've really touched upon podcast is hey arnold world records um yes yeah yeah <laughs> they in this one they um the kids kind of like get into the guinness book of world records or like get it get into trying to break a record uh on their own and yeah. then they end up kind of like getting together and trying to break a big record <laughs> all together by using like all of their talents together yeah um and uh, I won't give away the ending if you haven't seen it, but it's a great ending. Um, like, a, it's like a simultaneous downer and upper ending. Like, it feels sort of depressing, but also really happy at the same time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those episodes where um, they incorporate like all, most if not all of the school kids together um i just love that like the feeling of so many kids together at once um like the episode just feels so big and we get to just like a little moment with each of the different kids and um and just the way they finally all come together at the end to um to break this record is just i don't know it feels like something that we might i don't think we ever did this specifically as a kid but it feels like something we might have done you know, like, yeah, um, yeah, just going after the idea of going after a record feels a record, like a very yeah. like, yeah, like something like everybody could get into. Um, this is so is I, this the is this the pizza one? Am I thinking of the right one? Yes. Pizza. OK. Puff. OK. OK. Yeah. That's it. 
We've tried to break just about every record in the book, and we haven't even gotten close. I guess that just means one thing. What's that, Gerald? Maybe we're not special. Maybe we're not unique. And maybe we'll never break a world record. Yeah, Gerald, maybe you're right. Unless... Unless what? No time to talk, Gerald. I've got a letter to write. I'll see ya. Poor boy. He just can't face the facts. <laughs> yeah, I like that, like, in Hey Arnold, um, just to show, I, I'm a big, um, I bought, throughout the, um, quarantine, I bought the, um, box set of Hey Arnold, just like, yeah. I'm a big fan of, like, just, the first season animation is, like, I think some of, like, the most classic, yeah. like, Nickelodeon, part of the classic Nickelodeon animation, because, like, I love how they always get, the Craig Bartlett, he's always, way, he always finds a way to include every character in one shot i was like how you and make them useful at the same time not just yeah. you know, they're standing right there and yeah. you know everyone has a moving piece and moving part you know yes for sure um yeah that's that is an amazing part about hey arnold it's like it's almost like there are no real background characters like everybody <laughs> yeah ends yeah. up being somebody yeah. yeah they all get their own episode too i realized like yeah. everybody kind of like it's, it's a weird it's a strange show, actually, a show that's about one person, but everyone, you know, you know, kind of them more than you, you know, them as <laughs> yeah. same as, you know, Arnold, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 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 It's, it. it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like the ultimate friendship episode. Cause I feel like a lot of shows, if there was like the entire cast in one shot, you'd be like, what are they doing here? <laughs> but right. it feels, it feels really natural in Arnold that like, they're just kind of a, they're they're a group like they they travel together they play together yeah um it feels like a, a group of neighborhood kids and uh it's like seamless it doesn't ever feel forced yeah for yeah. sure yeah it's so beautiful. fun uh quincy what, what is your number five um uh, my number five um pick actually i this is uh, funny because i you had to do the do the episode on this and i was kind of like it kind of like, like, it's funny, it kind of like showed me like Joey's friendship with um, Doug's hot ticket. Aw, oh, forget about it, Skeet. Who wanted to go to that stupid concert anyway? Hey, funny, don't tell me you're gonna miss the concert to stay home with your loser friend. Come on, it's time to meet the Beats. Go to the concert without Skeeter? He's right, Doug. Go ahead. Then you can at least tell me all about it. Gee, I don't know, Skeeter. I mean, this would be my first and probably best concert, but I'm not sure I want to go without you. Don't worry about me, man. I'll be fine. I'll just watch the, uh... uh... TV? Well, here I am all alone, by myself, with no one, no one. Forget it, Roger. I'm staying here with Skeeter. Gee's funny. When it comes to suckers, you take the cake. Come on, Stinky. It's showtime. I can't believe you're not going. Hey, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even know who the beats were. I'm not going to desert you now. And I, and I um, because to me, when I, uh, I remember watching as a kid, and I was like, you know, my imagine my friend buy tickets, you know, and I get a chance to go, and would I stay and? Mr. Concert of a, a band we both love. Well, actually, it's kind of crazy because Doug just started loving it, and Skeeter actually introduced him. So really, it was kind of Skeeter who who would have missed it more. But I've always looked at that like that's a true test of like friendship. Like 
you know, I'm grounded, I can't go nowhere, I'm gonna just chill with you. Or like, you got a party to go to, and you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's so divisive. That's why I put it at number five, because it's really like, it's the friendship based off, it's kind of based off your personality, I think. You know what I'm saying? Like, the decision you'll make. Would you stay with Skeeter and 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 then end up meeting the beast actually at the end? So it kind of was if Arn, I mean, I don't know if Doug would have went to the concert, he might not even would have seen them, and it would have been Skeeter might have saw. You know, I don't know. It's it's kind of a crazy, like it's like it's actually Doug is one of the shows too. Is things in the show happen like if this didn't happen, that wouldn't have happened. So it basically kind of like what decision is Doug going to make? that's going to like help yeah. him and help his friend out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like a, an aspect. Uh, uh, that's like one of the things that really makes Doug what it is, is that weird. Is that, is those like every day, not every day, but like these problems that maybe you don't think about that much that uh, Doug turns into these like huge um, conundrums that like, maybe you do experience in your own life, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just seems so simple on the outside, but somehow Doug like tackles these problems with like a certain amount of weight. Like it feels as serious it would, as it would feel in your life if you were making the decision. Yeah. 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 Especially like, I think like some people who like, you know, crap on Doug sometimes it's like, yeah, like in this, it's like, to me, it's like, you have to think like everybody, if you're in middle school, I think that's what this, like, I think that's what Doug is. He's in middle school, right? Like, he's yeah, in middle school. Yeah. Like, if you got to think like asking a girl out was like the biggest thing. And at that time, you think about school, you think about asking somebody, yeah, going to dance, dancing in yeah. front of people you never danced before. That's a, in your mind, I feel like Doug is a big part of like, when I look back now as I'm older, I'm like, man, Doug really was about mental health in a certain way, about anxiety. Yeah. Because yeah, you yeah. would think, like, man, why are you getting so why are you worried about this little thing? But people in real life, even older people, they worry about little things. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of mm-hmm. like you're never gonna stop worrying. There's always gonna be some level of worry. And I think at, at Doug's level, if you're friends with a girl you like, I mean, you gotta keep your feelings to yourself every single time you you chill with it and everything like it's like i don't know like i always felt compassion for doug and i know chris you know mm-hmm. I, I listened to chris and he just i, I wrote i think i wrote in a letter i think like yo stop bashing you know doug so much you gotta think like he's he's not cool as skeeter skeeter's like probably it's as he's a he's nerdy like in a sense as doug but he's confident with himself yeah that's one thing about skeeter like yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I, I, you know, I have, a, I made my own rocket ship costume. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually cool. You know, and I think Doug's. I don't know. I think even then he was getting like worried about like, dang, should I stay with my friend? And I know Joe. He was like, I was a left. You wouldn't even <laughs> thought twice about it. And I was like, dang. I was, in my, I was listening. I was like, like wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's cold. Um, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I think in retrospect, I was being too hard. Maybe, maybe I would have stayed with Andrew. Um, <laughs> but I think of my, I think of myself as a ten-year-old, and like, I don't think I would have had the control. 
that Doug had or the <laughs> or the empathy. Um, well, what, who knows? What's the what's like the biggest like? Where did your guys you what what band do you equally like love the most? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, when we were kids, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I feel like we would have agreed on like. I don't know, Andrew. What do we agree on? I mean, I think we liked some of the same bands, but like maybe we had different bands that were like the band for us at the moment in time, you know? Like, yeah, I I feel like we both liked maybe like Real Big Fish or something. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's a good one. Um, (laughs) Some ska. But yeah, I I think like my go to band and your go to band were different. So uh, we probably wouldn't have been totally in this scenario. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I think. I could be wrong here, but I think this episode is actually Doug Rocks, the one where he stays with Skeeter. Oh, because okay. uh, you know what? I got I always get them two confused because they're both like yeah. rock episodes. I always get yes. them too confused. Yeah. Oh, I do too, and the only reason I know that is because we might be talking about it more on the list. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Well, my number five. Uh. Is. Um, well, it aired uh, on January 15th, 1994. It's season three, episode two of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Whoa. Uh, and this is, I know Andrew's going to be excited about this. This is the tale of Apartment 214. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, oh, my God. That's when I moved in here, away from the children, away from all my friends. I kind of lost all my friends, too. Throw back to my old neighborhood. Well, Stacy, we seem to have something in common. Do you know what I think might do both of us the world of good? What? Visits. If we were to visit now and again, maybe we wouldn't miss our old friends quite so much. You sure you'd want to be friends with a kid? If you don't mind being friends with an old woman. Uh, an episode about a teenage girl becoming friends with a uh, lonely woman next door. Um, I was I was between two episodes where a character befriends an older person who's very lonely. There's uh, there's an, another episode of a show I like that also did this. Um, but I went with this episode because, you know, in the end, Stacy and Madeline, they stay friends forever. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. They they move in together. Sure. They become family. Uh, do they hit a rough patch? Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> like all, all, all friends do. It's a, it's a necessary part of friendship, and uh, I think the positive in this yeah. episode outweighs the negative. And so, uh, this episode I think appropriately serves as kind of a model of how a thirteen-year-old girl could be- befriend a dead woman and, be, you know, make a friend for life in the process. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that episode is so. I, I, you said uh, those episodes always get like. Sometimes, like, are you afraid of dark? Actually, one, like, one thing about the, the the podcast, you got me revisiting "Are You Afraid of Dark" um, episodes. Like, they've been on Amazon, not Amazon, uh, Paramount, and I've been like just binging them at night sometimes before I go to sleep. And nice. some of them is like are really like creepy. Like, as I'm old, I'm like, I'm not, I don't get really scared by a lot of things, but I think when I think about like as a kid or a teenager at that time. As, you know, those stories was like, you know, were so like, how are you making up these stories every episode? And it's like, they're so detailed. And, but some of those episodes were like, yo, come on, like, who, 
Like we're we're friend of ghosts. I'm I'm out of there. I'm not even <laughs> you know, I was always like, why is she talking back to it? I'm I'm gone. Like <laughs> Yeah. That's a good point. Uh would you befriend the ghost, Joe, if this happened to you? Madeline? Yeah. Well well first 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 off first off, uh, you know, she doesn't know she's a ghost. Uh, uh she doesn't? No, originally she just thinks she's an old lady next door. Oh, you mean you mean Because remember the, the big the big reveal it. is that, you know, it's yeah, yeah, like sure. she's screaming and she's sure. dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if I'm if I'm Stacy, yeah, if this person's really lonely like I kinda there's a guy on our street who like I really want to befriend, he's kinda lonely mm-hmm. and uh, hey. you know, I, I I can kind of, I can kind of relate to this. Like, okay. yeah, I think, and I think Stacy's doing a really decent thing here. And yeah, um, sure. if you can overcome the that the fact that the person is dead, I mean, is there a greater <laughs> uh, example of friendship? I mean, should this be my number one? Maybe. <laughs> wow, <laughs> pretty surprising to see it on there at all. I think. Um, <laughs> But, to see it on there at all, he says. A famous I mean, ghost, maybe like a famous. <laughs> you see a famous like a, a, you see the ghost of John Lennon talking to you. Mm. I'm not telling nobody. That's a, that's <laughs> me. And his, that's our experience. I'm not even. Cause nobody might believe you. Like yo, I just talked yeah. to John Lennon last night. They ain't gonna what? <laughs> they ain't gonna believe. You. Yeah, that's true. Uh-oh. Um. It's. I mean, I've been hard on this episode, but it's. It has. It's pretty strong. I just, it's, I purely have a hard time watching it just like because it's so uncomfortable and creepy. So, you know, I, yeah, I appreciate the, the choice. <laughs> um, well, I know that, um, who else? Someone else voted for, oh, Vaughn, Vaughn voted uh, also uh, wow. for Apartment 214 as one of, as okay. one of several yeah. episodes. <laughs> okay. Well, that was my number five. Uh, yeah. Let's move to number Interesting. four. Interesting. Um, my number four is Rocco's Modern Life with friends like these. Yeah. Hey, Rock. Okay? You okay? You got the tickets. We got the tickets. Let me help you. You okay, man? Let me brush you off. Go ahead. Uh, oh, why the tickets? Yeah, 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 Wait a minute. Let me see. Here they are. Here's the tickets. Here they are. Not a good example of like being a good friend. Just a, a friend episode that cracks me up. Um, it's uh, the one where Rocco gets tickets, wins tickets to a wrestling match, and both Filbert and Heffer are trying to like butter yeah. him up to, oh my god, love that so that he picks them. <laughs> they're just uh, driving him nuts in the process, uh, and thinking that they're like helping him out. Um, just one of these, like one of the Filbert Heffer episodes that really gets me. Uh, laughing and yeah i it, it's a pretty quick one i guess but um just hilarious yeah this is a i i you know i sh- i guess so this is where i th- i figured maybe our past would stray i sh- 
I tried to stay away from episodes that seemed like it was uh like angry friendship. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Uh um, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. This episode is like they're <laughs> like blackmailing him in a sense. Like not blackmailing, <laughs> but like like who like, are you really my like who are you gonna pick? Like, you know, they're kinda like yeah. forcing him to be like, you know, to take instead of like, nah man, you pick as a real friend. Then like you're trying to like tear each other down as friends. Yeah. To win a prize, like yeah, it's, it's funny. But it is a very real friendship thing that I think happens sometimes, where like yeah, yeah, not you're, maybe you're forced into a scenario where you almost have to make a decision, and you know someone's going to take it personally. Yeah, probably not this extreme in most <laughs> cases. But like, have yeah. you ever been invited? Like, I've been in, um, I've been like back in, in you know back in the day, like just hanging out, and sometimes like I'm cool with somebody. But and I'm cool with this person, but don't. But they're not cool with each other. So sometimes I've been in a situation where like I've been invited to to yeah. to both things at the same on the same day, and or sometimes I'm like yo like it's like yo yo come to my stuff come to my party yo like and then you miss your other than like you gotta like are oh, you over to his party yo that's no, just my friend <laughs> yo like I'm like yo I'm not I'm I'm both I'm cool with both of I'm. I'm not y'all. Y'all don't want to have an issue. I'm cool with both. You, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. I kind of understood this in the sense of like, it's just sometimes it's like friends, especially friends. I feel like friends always you're going to like hit. It's going to get crazy, especially that group of yeah. friends. You going out and somebody not like might not like something that you know one person might like. Yo, let's go over here, and so it's like everybody has to like. Everybody has to be on the same page, you know what I'm saying, as friends. And sometimes that's hard too, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I do like that they that some of the sometimes these shows like will stray into that territory of like how to make this friendship work even when it's not working, or you know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I just it's a fun one to me. Yeah, yeah. It's a it is a fun one. It's it's relatable. I mean. Yeah, it's uh, there's certainly been those times where you find out like people like are doing something, and you're like, oh, you know. sure, sure. <laughs> but for yeah. me personally, I don't know if people can relate. Then you just realize like, oh, I'm not gonna get angry about this because I honestly don't want to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like just as good to yeah do yeah. whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, Vince also picked with friends like these, and so did uh, Brett Wilson. Nice. Um, as, as, as some of their picks. Uh, and also, um, it was Lyndon who picked Doug Rocks as one of several ah, picks. Yeah. Nice. And I should mention that Lyndon's right in episode won our poll for last week with Hey Gerald. Oh, nice. Oh my God. I, I thought it probably yeah. would. Yeah. That, that episode asked. is. I, I was just listening to that episode like two days ago. Just trying to, like, I'm just trying to catch up on the, your newest episode and stuff. And. And it's you know, I, and I seen the comments before I heard the episode, so I was like, oh, I'm like, yo, hey, Gerald, and Gerald, I'm like, yo, I gotta. And somebody said, yo, I'm gonna shed a tear. I'm just like, what? Yeah. I'm like, yo, let me yeah. listen to this. And I'm like, yo, I, I had to, I had to hit him in the, in the, in the chat. I mean, in the comments, like that episode to me was like, if I hope like Craig Bartlett somewhere is listening, and like, you know what? I'm gonna just scrap Hey Arnold season six. I'm gonna do a whole new series. Yeah. That's that from a character that everyone loves, as a, a strong character that everyone loves. Yeah. And the way that he wrote it, it's like you need to like just add him 
like bring him on for that one episode for like yeah, <laughs> Linda, can you just write this episode like i'll do the yeah. drawing and just what you what you wrote like i'm gonna just keep it as that because it's like i felt like i i got like a little misty eyed just at the mm-hmm. ending you know the, but the, the beginning was like i was already feeling it i'm like they're moving and everybody when he said everybody's in the neighborhood is waiting for him outside i was like Yo, that's Arnold. That's <laughs> yeah. Arnold. Everybody would be. You feel me? Even yep. like the the the, yeah. the butcher, the mailman. Like it wouldn't just be the kids. It would be like real people. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yo, that's crazy. Like how? Did... And that's what I'm like. That's that's wild. And then of course, you know, Joey, your episode was just. I was just like, yo, what am I listening to? At one point, I was like lost. I'm like, all right, I, let me go back. Did I miss something? I'm like, no, I didn't miss anything. Like that's what it was. Like. I was like, wow. I was like, when he said, when I didn't know what episode it was, but I was like, when he said a certain name, I was like, nah, this can't be it, yo. I know he's not doing an episode of that. And he was like, yo, that, that, I was on the floor laughing at some point, so I'm not going to lie. Like, the voices you was doing, I'm like, how, I don't know how you kept your composure doing those. I'm so like... <laughs> Yeah, not my proudest moment, but... Uh, uh, no, it was great. Yeah. No, 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 it yeah, was. But... Uh, but yeah, huge shout out to uh, Lyndon, who um, for sure. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Like I would I, w- I would watch that show in a heartbeat. So, um, yeah. All right, uh, let's let's move to number four. Uh, Quincy, what do you got? Um, number four, I got is Gerald Gerald rides bike. Oh no, Gerald's Secret. I'm sorry, Gerald's Secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But and I, I'm always I always remember it as Gerald rides a bike just because it's like. That episode to me was like a like uh, a episode was like like wow you really got a real friend to really like expose like your fears to your secrets to because it's like that's heavy I'm saying as a kid like you not you know you're not as a kid especially like you no know, depending on where you come from your background like you don't want to show you're scared of nothing so not everybody has played truth or dare no one picks truth everybody oh I I dare you to oh you know I'm gonna jump off this this cliff or whatever they don't clip but jump off something and you're gonna do it. So I'm not scared. I'll do it too. Like so for him to be like, yo, I can't ride a bike. Cause as a kid, like a bike was like a car. It was like your central place to go. You take a bike to the to the store, to the, the to a comic book store, to the you know what I'm saying? So it's like to say like, nah man, I can't and why he was feeling like sad and because he couldn't be a part of like the joy that his friends was having and the mm-hmm. fact that Arnold saw that and it was like, no, nah, man, I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna, like, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna go over to the side when no one's looking and it's practice, like, and really helped him, like, with, and I love it so deep because, again, about these shows of, like, I feel like these shows are so good at touching on mental health and kids because the reason why he was scared of riding a bike in the first place is because he fell down the hill. You know what I'm saying? It was like, actually showed it wasn't just like, oh, I'm scared to ride a bike because or whatever. It was like, no, I actually hurt myself. My father was, was not paying attention to me. So it was like he's traumatized by even riding a bike. And for Arnold to even be, I'm going to help you get over your fears. And and I love the, up the scene where, like, they're at the top of the hill. And, like, <clears throat> they just race down together. I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, that's, Arnold is probably the only show I'm, it's like, that can really get me emotional because it's like the music with those scenes and like the shots, it's like, 
and the fact that Gerald, I mean, I don't even want to spoil the ending, but Gerald accomplished <laughs> his true fear. You feel me? Like, to even getting on a bike and even entering a contest, that's big. You know what I'm saying? It's like little things like that. It's like when you're a kid, it kind of shapes you when you get older. Because, like, man, if I tackle that, I can tackle other stuff in life. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I always looked at it as, like, that's, it's such a good episode. Yeah, that's a great pick. No, yeah. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, they're, you know, we'll talk about it more maybe later, but uh, they're just such great friends. Like, uh, yeah. they they kind of, like, are the ideal friendship in the fact that, like, they help each other all the time with stuff that could be embarrassing to a kid. And um, Yeah, that's, I mean, they, like, like somebody had, a, like, a, uh, in a, de- a dictionary, like, ride or die, like, they would be the perfect, like, picture to me of, like, cartoon ride or die, like, because I've never seen, like, even in the episodes where, like, I mean, I'm, we don't get into the episode where, like, they had, like, a little, you know, where they had friction, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, and I, and I like they show that because it's like, after a while, it's like, all right, are these dudes ever going to this, are these just friends all the time and, and I, show, I like that they show like no I mean, just because you're friends with the same interests your values are different too you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. just because you like you like skateboarding i gotta go to work you know what i'm saying i can't skateboard no more you know what i'm saying sometimes i had to I, it was a time in my life where you know when you start working and you know you can't hang out and chill no more and sometimes people like at any kid at the time it's like yo i can't Yo, like, yo, we about to do this and do this. Yo, you gonna miss out, and mm-hmm. it's that peer pressure. It's like, yo, I gotta be, I gotta stand with my values, even though we can still be friends. And that shows that shows true friendship. Like, can you respect my values? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Sure. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, uh, that was um, Marley also uh, shouted out oh. that episode. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Good pick. Um, yeah. Great pick. Um, my number four aired uh, in March of 2000. Uh, this is season one, episode 18 of SpongeBob SquarePants. And this is an episode called Texas. Um, oh, wow. Yo, this is, yo. You know what's so crazy? But y'all be, man, I hate when people have, like, they think it's always been like this. Someone has, has a choice. And I'm like, yo, why didn't I think of that? Like, that's a great episode. <laughs> I I know what's in it. That's why I'm thinking like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm not like, I'm not much of a SpongeBob aficionado, but I know the first season pretty well. And this is one of the episodes that I always kind of think about. Uh, if people don't remember, this is the episode where Sandy becomes kind of homesick for her home state of Texas. Yeah. And uh, SpongeBob and Patrick pretty much throughout the episode attempt to make her feel better. They ultimately uh, orchestrate this surprise party for her at the Krusty Krab. Um, and, uh, yeah, SpongeBob is a show that I've, you know, I feel like, uh, there's just no shortage of friendship episodes. It's mm, like yeah. the engine that makes the show run is that like <laughs> SpongeBob and Patrick desperately want people to like them. And, uh, you know, they're doing whatever they can to try to kind of make people their friends. So, um, I'm not always interested necessarily in the friendships on SpongeBob, uh, as like, a connoisseur of old Nickelodeon. Like I, I like SpongeBob. I don't love it. Um, but this episode is like one that's just kind of lodged in my brain. I, I, I feel like the Sandy episodes in particular are good friendship episodes. Even 
even the very first episode, like uh, tea, tea at the dome or whatever it's called. Um, they're just, they're just, uh, there's something about them that are very sweet and genuine. And, uh, I liked, of course, the premise of just trying to make her feel at home (laughs) underwater, uh, and not in Texas. So, um, yeah, that's that song that she, that she played. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, this is what I'm saying about Nickelodeon. It's like, I always have to highlight this, like Nickelodeon introduced like a whole generation of kids to music like if you if you're a kid you're not listening to maybe i don't know but you're not like searching for country music or whatever the case may be but like just singing a country song in the middle of i'm like as a kid i'm like yo that song is emotionally deep <laughs> um, and it's like it's, you know what i'm saying like they're they're crying yeah. in the in the show i'm getting like i want to go home and it's like yeah. no it's so simple yeah. it's like i just want to go home it's yeah. like wow yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um that's a great pick uh <laughs> yeah because <laughs> they tried everything to like help her out that's what's what i liked about it. like they really tried yeah yeah everything <laughs> Yeah, I love I love that because they just want to get her to the Krusty Krab for the surprise party. Oh yeah, so oh. their their method of getting there, getting her there, is just by taunting t- Texas so that <laughs> yeah. she'll chase them. Oh my god, that's what yeah. Get a dog, little honey. Get a dog. Get a dog, little honey. Get a dog. Yo, best cut it out. The stars at night are dull and dim. Whenever they have to be over, Domo stupid Texas. Hey, Patrick, what am I now? Uh, stupid? No, I'm Texas. What's the difference? Ah! <laughs> Y'all best apologize, or I'm gonna be on you like ugly on an ink. You'll have to catch us first. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We got her. Rusty Crab, here we come. <laughs> Can we say that plants from Texas are dumb? <laughs> yeah. Can we say Love that it. Yeah, good one. Uh, number three, Andrew? Uh, yeah, my number three is Doug. Doug says goodbye. Ah. Um, this is the episode where Doug finds out that Skeeter is moving away, and they are both just like sort of not sure yeah what to do and like saying goodbye to each other throughout the episode um uh i i guess i won't give it away i'll just say that it ends up on a high note um and this like the way that this episode ends just like was one of those things that always stuck with me throughout the years i guess um like i don't know every once in a while i'll just think of this like the the twist sort of at the end of this um and it might have been like as a kid one of the first story twists that like uh really affected me um where i was like yeah you know it's it's so it's such yeah. like a it's so relief. Yeah. yeah yeah um but it's such a, like an emotional episode too it's like doug is like just starting he's like finally starting to feel like uh, Bluffington's home or whatever and then suddenly finds out Skeeter's moving just like the rug pulled out from under him um, and just like the way that they go through this episode just how they're reacting to it and me thinking about like how I would react to it and stuff um, 
it's just it's an emotional one um but like a classic in my mind in my mind this is like part of the canon of like essential nickelodeon episodes mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah this was um endless alexandra's pick as well nice yeah yeah this this episode is um uh, you know I, and this is what i'm saying is like like when you write characters that like I, when you write characters that are so attached uh by loyalty and connection and chemistry and it's like i remember like I, I've, I had a friend in high school and he had he moved i was in um and i lived in maryland i mean i still live there but he moved to baltimore i was in like the outskirts of baltimore and so i remember in high school him telling me that coming to school and telling me yo i gotta leave i gotta, I gotta move i was like when he left like i felt empty in school like i just felt like i mean i cool I, I knew people and we hung out and i still but it's like sometimes it'd be jokes like a teacher would do and like man like or like something that a teacher would do that's stupid or something and it'd be like yo he would understand that he would laugh at that so other yeah. people find that stupid like why are you laughing at that that's not that's not funny but i'm like yo where is he at right now let me text him right now yo yo let me <laughs> let me see this picture real quick and that's what phones what's one thing about phones and like you can kind of like still be connected to people yeah. back then in the 90s like if you lost if you lost a number to somebody you ain't never seen them again it was like yeah, yeah. it's hard to find them you, have, you know you got to look on notebook paper like where would i put that number at like yeah now it's like it's just phones you don't even remember numbers no more phones are numbers are programmed into the phone you know yeah yeah um yeah that's funny it's almost like uh in that way, it's almost like we're the same difference between us and like uh, grandparents age people um, in terms of technology, like our yeah. like the difference between us and uh, the kids now. It's like right. just thinking about how much harder and just like really simple, not that big of a deal way uh, that things used to be. Um, but now it seems like impossible. Mm. Yeah, actually, yeah. I was. Um, it's funny you said that. I was. Um, I was walking the other day, and I was thinking that, like, listen to your podcast and thinking, like, wow, like, in Are You Afraid of Dark? Like, they had no cell phones back then, so I'm nice. like, yo, like, they in the woods, ain't that gonna happen to them? Like, I'm thinking like this as a as a grown up now. Like, wait a minute, as a kid, you're like, oh, maybe having fun, and but now I'm like, yo, like, yeah, anything could happen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but now, like, you're not gonna get like. You're not gonna get your phone call from your mother or your father, whatever. It's like, are you, where are you? Are you okay? Or some somebody's checking in on you now. My to my mother was like back in the day. You couldn't even like you walk going outside. She's like, I didn't see my mother until I came home. Like she didn't. I couldn't call her, yeah. and I was out. Like it was so crazy. It's like it seems so far away, but really, it's not that far away. Yeah, yeah. I remember like people yelling to us you know out the front door or whatever yeah um, my mom i would i would go over to andrews and my mom would be screaming like joey dinner i'd be like i gotta go right. <laughs> that's so true yes yes um and even uh you know our friend chris like andrew if you remember like in high school he he moved for one year of high school about yeah. 20 minutes away but it felt like it felt like <laughs> Yeah. this huge deal of like how are we gonna see chris yeah uh you know like 
and uh so yeah and and actually it has a lot in common with uh doug where you know eventually he finds his way you know yeah yeah. back but um yeah it's a it's a great tale and uh doug and skeeter of course are nickelodeon icons as far as films go yeah, I wonder what a spinoff with them would be like roommates in college or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Quincy, number three. Number three. Um, I got another. Um, hang on to one is Eugene's bike. Listen, Eugene, I just want you to know I'm sorry for everything, the teeter totter, the crab, the paste. Huh? I don't know what you're talking about, but I figured out a way to pay you back. I'm gonna take you out for one full day where nothing bad happens at all. One entire day of just you and me having nonstop, full-on, action-packed fun. Gee, Arnold, that sounds neat. Great. I'll be here to pick you up the first thing tomorrow morning. And don't forget to wear your fun clothes. That Arnold, he just keeps giving and giving. Wow. Um, it's the second, actually a second episode of the first season, um, right after um, Downtown as Fruits, yeah. and it's really a it's well, actually it's what really got me into Hang On. It's actually those two episodes. One, the first, the music in those two episodes alone. One, like the Downtown as Fruits, got the jazzy, and but this one was like it really touched on like I'd never seen this on any cartoon at the time. I've never seen like. Like grat- I mean, uh, humility, or like, like, man, I have to make up for this. Like, I've never, like, you know, because sometimes it's like, the, you know, people just like, man, I'm sorry, and move on. Like, he was like, no, nah, I have to make up for this. I have to make up. Um, and it, it, I mean, the story is uh, Eugene's favorite bike, and he shows it off to everybody. And Arnold, you know, mistakenly didn't, you know, hit, you know, tie your shoe. He hits a bike that hits the other bikes and hitting his bike and flies into the street and you know and gets destroyed but Arnold's you know everyone's telling Arnold like yo like just get let let get over it move on like it's not your concern like in real life that's people will tell you that right now like bro like don't let don't bother don't worry yourself with that like you, you try to make up and but Arnold being the angel that he is you feel me like he like, no, nah, I have to make up. But the funny thing about it is, <laughs> it's a twist in it, though, which is like of Eugene's character. It's like, you know, it's like he's looking at him as like, bro, like, you're the bad luck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Every time I'm around you, everything bad happens to me. And it's like, I love that they show that my favorite scene in the, is the montage is where they show like, it's just no dialogue in that whole section. I've never seen this in cartoon at the time, like in the 90s, like 96, like it's usually some dialogue or whatever, narration over the music, you know what I'm saying? But this was like, this is no mute, this is the music, like that score, Jim Lang, you know, the legend that he is, mm-hmm. like he's just showing, he the music is detail, detailing like what's going on. And every time he's trying to take him out to the zoo, something bad happens he try uh, you know bring him food he chokes on it and it's like you know take him to the baseball game which i did like because you know i like when they go out to sporting events you know what i'm saying so i like something bad happened then you know but i just you know I, I, it just it really hits me because it's like you know 
Eugene always gets, he's like the picked on kid, you know what I'm saying? And I the love the fact that Arnold took the, you know, time out himself, like, you know, I have to, like, make up for this. And, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the thing is, he, I don't want to spoil what he gave him. He gave him something that, if someone gave this to me, like, they made what he made, Eugene, like, bro, like, what? Like, you, mm-hmm. you spent all night doing this? You know what I'm saying? Then even that's something bad happened. It's like, so it's like Eugene couldn't catch a break, but Eugene's whole character was like, bro, like, I just love that you. I had the best day of my life. Like, all the bad stuff didn't even matter because someone took the time out their their day to even make them feel important. I was like, bro, like, what? And this is, I'm telling you, this is like the second episode of Arnold, so you're watching that from like a kid standpoint, you're like, what? That's rare, and you, you might not catch the emotional death of it, but just seeing yeah. like someone not give up being your friend, like, it's just kind of like crazy. To me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's a great pick. Um, really powerful episode in its way. Um, yeah. And you're totally right about like Eugene just he, <laughs> he's always having problems but like just this I, it, it is this the whole episode revolves around Arnold trying to do this thing for him but or like trying to make up for his mistake but it just feels so real and well it feels like really nice of Arnold in the sense of like I don't know how many people would go to those lengths yeah, exactly. um, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's re- <laughs> it's a really great episode, man. I, I hadn't thought yeah. about that one in a long time. Um, so yeah, I'm glad sa- you. Same. I, I kind, I'm kind of sad I didn't go back and watch it for this, but uh, love that episode. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, while uh, we're talking about this, I just want to call out this thing that I just found that um, it said it says. In 2000, this episode received a huge amount of media attention after it was credited for saving the life of a young girl who watched it. Eight-year-old Francesca Valencia learned the Heimlich maneuver from Hey Arnold just in time to save a friend. I read that somewhere too, and I don't know where I saw it, but like I read that on like I think Twitter or something, or some random place. Like what? Like like you learned the Heimlich? Yeah, yeah, he's right. I, I saw that article. It's like. She said she saw that this episode and she learned like how to save someone's life. I was like, yeah. what? That's and it's like that's what I mean. It's just that's crazy. It's like, yo, you saved my life. Where did you learn that? Hey Arnold. Like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what? Like, yeah. I mean, this is like a serious friendship episode. It right. like actually extended out into reality. Yeah. Yeah. Saved a life. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, I doubt my number three saved anybody's life, though it though it uh, it made mine better. And we've we've talked about this episode a bunch, so I'm not gonna like you know blabber on about it too much. Uh, this is this aired in October of 1996, season one, episode seven B of Hey Arnold. Uh, this is the vacant lot. Um, uh, top, top top five favorite. <laughs> So good. Um, Obviously a classic episode of Arnold in which the gang build their own baseball diamond, uh, you know, kind of in the middle of the city and they're trying to keep the adults off of it. Um, You know, obviously just 
already with our lists. Any list without any friendship list without a Hey Arnold episode to me is probably you know egregious. It would be a in, incorrect list. Um, yeah, it's hard. To, I was trying to not. I was really trying to like challenge myself. I've been like I was up for the couple of days just trying to watch like old stuff on Paramount and stuff and yeah. trying to find like real good. And I've, I've watched a lot, you know what I'm saying? I watched a couple episodes. I'm like, you know, this one show, good one, this one show. But, like, yeah. I kept coming back to Hey Arnold. And this is an episode yeah. that I highlights, like, why, you know, friendship, I think, mattered just yeah. in, in, in the show itself, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. it's the kids working together. It's, um, I don't know, it's, it's a very, like, sentimental episode to me. I, I mean, I was considering a couple. I was considering... Um, Gerald's Secret, uh, Pigeon Man, uh, Downtown is Fruits, a mm-hmm. uh, bunch of others. But um, yeah, this is this is kind of the first Hey Arnold I think of. I think of the ensemble um, making yeah. something as a group of friends, defending it together as a group of friends. Yes, um, yes. I, yeah, it just feels very uh, essential. And I, you know, I feel a little boring yeah. for have, having picked it, but like it's, you know. It's no, kind no, of, it's, it's, that's a great episode. Like that's, I mean, it's it's really a standout episode because it's like, uh, it's like sometimes these episodes to me seem like 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 dream episodes. Like, mm-hmm. dang, you and your friend walking and y'all find a spot that y'all can play baseball in, and y'all actually yeah. y'all call everyone else and round them up, round up the gang. It's like, yo, we going and we're gonna clean this up. Like, this is one thing that I liked about the show, like. They, they was cleaning up together, doing something positive for the community. They was cleaning up a vacant lot to do something positive with it. And then you would think like, you know, oh, adults, you know, they say, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice spot. I'm glad kids are doing something good for the community. No, the, the adults were the wrong wrong ones in this episode. They came yeah. on and just took it over. Like, yeah, like, this is ours now. Like, they just straight up, like, stole their land in a sense like yo like we just come over here and just like yo like just take you know just like we claimed this first and then when they came back it was like they had a structure they had a diamond field they had this and this while that when the, the, the adults came it was kind of like chaos and you would think from the adults it would be more structured you know what i'm saying which is like i didn't even look think about that until like a couple of days ago watching it it was like wow, the kids were more structured in what they were doing and the adults were having more of an issue. And I was like, wow, that's kind of, that's, hey Arnold, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's crazy. Um, yeah, it also feels like just so kind of magical the way that everybody comes together, finally. Um, yeah. I love that feeling. Like, that's just a really great, I don't know, man. It just nails something there, yeah. I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but uh, just Gerald suggesting we could call it Gerald's Field, and Arnold just like going yeah. with it, like, yeah, yeah, we'll call it Gerald's Field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like, that's right there. Like, no, because most friends would be like, why we gotta call it that? Like, why we gotta call yeah, it we should, you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we should call it Arnold's Field or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's perfect. Man. Such a <laughs> such a great moment. Yeah, yeah, love it. All right, let's move to number two, Andrew. Sure. Uh, my number two, man, I don't know if anybody else out there will have picked this, but it's Salute Your Shorts, The Cursed Skull. Wow. Um, <laughs> not, not even on my radar. 
Yeah, me either. I was, I was thinking about another Sleepy Short episode. I was thinking like, oh, but not this one. Down by the station early in the morning. See a little puffer Billy's all in a row. See the engine driver pull the engine whistle. And off they go. But, Nick, this is really stupid. You must demonstrate endurance. Oh, come on. We've already demonstrated courage. And our resistance to cold. And our ability to hang from our toes and gargle pudding. I can't take much more of this. Look, there's only one more ordeal left. It combines every virtue important to a skull brother. You must clip a single hair from the nose of Ugg. All right. Now the fun starts. Yeah. <sighs> You know, I was going over them, and this is just, for some reason for me, this has always been an episode that, like, just uh, connected with me. And uh, I feel like it's really heavily about friendship and just, like, how it works, sort of. It's like, um, this is the one where it, early in the episode, Budnick finds this supposedly cursed, uh, like, cow skull, and basically the guys end up um creating this like secret society around centering around this skull while the girls like think that it should be taken back to this cave where it came from um and so the whole episode is like the girls are mad at each other and they're kind of like planning to live in different bunks pretty soon or something um and basically in taking this skull back they start to kind of bond and like by the end of the episode like they're um they've you know decided to stay in the same bunk and meanwhile the guys have been like um in doing this secret society they've kind of been like just getting more angry at each other basically so it's like uh just the way in which this um the way in which like people bond and like how this thing i i don't want to end up i don't want to give away the secret at the end but or like the twist at the end but like this this basically this thing that doesn't really mean anything can uh like bring them together or tear the others apart um but especially for the girls like the end feels like a very uh earned um like triumph of friendship so uh yeah i don't know this one just always like hit me you're crazy man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was trying to like i was i was i'm listening i'm like i see you trying to like make sense of it but like i'm just like this um, i'm like i never like i saw that too up on the on the on the in the season i'm like i wouldn't even think of the episode that's what's so crazy it's like wow you really because they right, they did form. I mean, yeah, you right, they did form a bond out of something. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> this is. I feel like it's one of the like a rare Nickelodeon episode where, um, like it's kind of about the girl characters, uh, and their friendship together, and like how they go about bonding with each other and stuff. Um, hmm. So I don't know just always one of those ones that stuck with me yeah i i just feel bad because i don't have that much to say on it i uh i don't remember it i mean i've watched it i just don't remember yeah. it all that well and uh i will take your word for it because salute your shorts is 
genuine generally a solid representation of friendship um yeah Yeah. um it's i i just think it's one of the stronger episodes of season two i i I it's maybe i'm maybe it's just me but I, i when i finish watching it i feel like it has a little bit of just that early nickelodeon magic to it <laughs> okay all right <laughs> we'll see if anybody out there stands with you sure sure <laughs> uh quincy what's your deep cut uh number two uh, number two um i'm glad to be rugrats um beach blanket babies oh yeah um <laughs> I really love this. Is like an early, um, I, I forgot what season um, it was on, but it's, like, it's an early one. It's an early um, gem, and I really love this episode because it shows like real friendship. When like, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Like, if I would like, like if my friend was like, "Yo, we gotta save these something that I think is fake. I know it's not real." You know, it's like, "Bro, what are you talking about? I don't even." <laughs> understand what but tommy just the loyalty he has to his friend he's like i respect what you respect and i'm going to help you with this mission it's like that's like real friendship because it's like you <laughs> might you know it's like you know it's like you you gonna have a friend that might like a movie and it's like bro you gotta see this movie man you gotta see fast and furious six yo like no man i'm not i'm not seeing fast and furious six i've had someone try to invite him like no i'm cool but because i respect that you love it so much i'm gonna go check it out and you can actually break down like why it's really good and okay because you just you don't have a really good solid reason behind it it's like bro i'm not even wasting my time but chucky that passionate speech he gave tommy i'm like bro like i would man i'm, I'm with you i don't care what it is <laughs> like you said uh, he gave like a good a, uh a, like a general speech. That's the first episode where I saw like Tom, like Chucky was like in charge. Like, no, Tommy, this is what we're doing. This is how we going to do it. Yeah. And you, I need, and I need you to assist me. And Tommy's like, all right, I'm playing the backseat this time. It's kind of, it's like spiritually deep. Like they were, he like, Tom, like Chucky was trying to free something. He felt mm. something was being confined and being contained. And he was like, no, nah, this ain't right. It just needs to be let go and be free into the world. Like I'm just like, what? And it's like as a you're a baby <laughs> thinking like that, which is kind of crazy too. Like, like yeah. what? Like, and so I, I always saw that number like at number two. I had um it wasn't really on my list actually. It wasn't even on my list. I had I went back in because some some seasons of Rugrats have a lot of episodes. So sometimes yeah. I'm like, let me like really I just go for the the main one that I could just find. Let me try to see if it's a real deep cut. And I'm just like, man, Beach Blanket Babies. I'm like, that. I love the title. It's just like yeah, the alliteration yeah. of the you know of bees and stuff. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of that episode. And yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like that, the whole thing is just about making sure Chucky gets his closure. It's yeah. uh, it's his. You know, Tommy is not gonna rest until Chucky knows he's done what is right and. Yeah, love yeah, it. good pick. Um, well, my number two we've already talked about, uh, which is Doug Rocks. Um, mm, nice. Wow. Yep. Uh, yeah. Season one, episode four. Um, as uh, as Quincy mentioned, this is where Skeeter introduces Doug to the Beats. Uh, they bond over it. 
they get tickets to the show, Skeeter gets grounded, and Doug decides to tough him out. Whether that's the right decision or not, you know, we, that's that's your own personal choice. Would, would, would you stay with Skeeter? You know, ask yourself that. Uh, we, we, of course, debated this episode a few months back. Uh, that was mainly due to the beats, but this is like the friendship episode for me a friend you know like a friend introducing another friend to something that feels feels life-changing um that is so frequent especially like as a young kid um that's like what friends do they like try to like show each other things shows movies music um like just different forms of things to be interested in um and of course uh, the greatest act of friendship of just like, you know, willingly sacrificing something that you want in order to, you know, tough it out with your friend, to be with your friend. Um, and uh, of course, they get that great moment at the end, like Quincy said, to bask in the moment together where they get to meet the beats. Um, it's kind of like the perfect, uh, the perfect payoff. It's like the perfect reward for being selfless. Uh, and, um, you know, there's plenty of Doug and Skeeter tales, but this is, to me, the most sentimental one. Uh, and, uh, yeah, love it. I mean, total acts of friendship throughout. That's a good episode. Yep. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, classic. Feels yeah. so... Feels very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, good one. You ready, Andrew? Yep, I'm ready. <laughs> um, right. I, You know... Uh, I'll just say uh, it's my number one. It's Pete and Pete, the last laugh. To this day, it's still known as the greatest prank Wellsville has ever seen. Some remember it as the last time they ever saw Johnny Earwax. You don't deserve the giant swamp! No, no! But those who were there remember something else. How the forces of good and evil joined sides that day. Will they ever join sides again? Maybe we'll find out next April Fool's Day. Whoa. Um, I, I, you know, I always, like, try to be <laughs> extra hard on Pete and Pete even, because, you know, I know I, I, we talk about it a lot. I, I, I try to, like, if, if I can, I'll just, like, disclude it, because if it's not, like, really strong for me. But in this case, uh, this episode to me is like the culmination of uh it's like the biggest friendship episode it feels like to me this is one in which uh it's april fool's day and everybody's kind of like waiting for little pete to strike against them um and including some of his friends sort of but it's like it's a season three episode so it's got all of little pete's like newer season three three friends like uh wayne and monica and uh nona um and um trying to think of how to say that well principal schwinger is like putting on this uh high this (laughs) ear hygiene show (laughs) his favorite thing and um and meanwhile like pitstain is trying to stop pete from ruining the show but in the end it just culminates in this like amazing um, combination of like the, the good guys and the bad guys coming together to fight the like real evil, which is Principal Schwinger in this case. Um, but it's just like that this like 
I love seeing all of Little Pete's friends. I love how much time we get with them. Um, love like just like the feel of them running around the school in this episode, and then also just like this final moment of the good guys and bad guys coming together for me is so <laughs> satisfying and um, like I don't know, a slightly transcendent, I guess, in a way. Um, yeah, it's it's the kids taking down the bureaucracy. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. Now this is like one of my rare lists ever that uh, Pete and Pete doesn't make a list for me. Yeah. Um, were there were there because there was three episodes I considered. This was actually one of them. Um, huh. Were there other Pete and Pete's that you considered for the list? Um, I of course trouble with Teddy came to mind, but I felt like it's just not quite. Uh, it's just like a different type of friend episode like it didn't feel quite as it's a little harsh yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. um but um those were my top well i also slightly considered um what's it called uh new year's pete Hmm. or not new year's pete um uh grounded for life oh um, with nona appearing for the first time but okay cool what what was your other um, I would last laugh. Nightcrawlers. Um, oh, night yeah, I was thinking course. Nightcrawlers. I was when I was mm. thinking. I thought you were yeah. gonna say that. I was like Night Nightcrawlers because <laughs> that one was always. Um, it was that's a that's a it's a classic of like yeah. friends. This really like coming together. Like no, we're not we're not gonna take this no more. You know what I'm saying? And that's it's true. Like revolting against rules yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Like yeah. why do I gotta go to bed? At that time, like even questioning that, like at, it was a point in your time in, as a kid's life where like you question rules, and I right, love that yeah. about like P and P, which like I wasn't like growing up, I wasn't, I didn't, I don't, I, you know, I remember seeing reruns of it, but I didn't like hearing you guys talk about P and P, and you guys like like Uber, like y'all guys know P and P like in and out, so like I get my like the knowledge from y'all, but I've been rewatching a lot of like. P and P and I'm like, man, like I just love like the feeling that like they have they that they put into the, the show. They put like yeah. those undescribable moments as a child that you really can't describe because you had to kind of like and they show it. That's what's so crazy. It's like you can't describe it, but they're in they end up doing it. Like and yeah. night crawls is one thing where it's like, you know, sometimes you're just like, yeah, I didn't want to go to bed at, at eight. You know what I'm saying? It's so simple, but to create like a whole like you know a conspiracy behind kids going to bed, so they it's like I love that type of writing because it's like it's it's from a kid's perspective that he's you know, they're writing from. So it's so it's so I, I love that they still carry that 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 in it that nostalgic innocence. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. The other episode I was considering was um, season three as well, with all the same folks, Monica, Wayne, uh, mm. Nona, and Pete, which was um, The Good, The Bad, and The Lucky. Yeah. Um, I actually went and rewatched that one, and it just quite, it doesn't quite have enough of, like, a friendship punch. I mean, they're on a mission, but, yeah. um, so I think, yeah, Last Laugh's a great pick, uh. I think we've kind of increasingly been showing this episode more love as kind of like a, maybe a hidden yeah. in the series. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so great pick. Cool. Uh, Quincy, you're number one. 
Um, my number one um, is Bye Bye Keenan. My dad's got a new job. And he's moving the whole family out to Montana and we'll be leaving two weeks. <laughs> Man, quit playing. <laughs> Let's play with the scandal some more. Come on. I'm not playing. This is serious. I'm moving away for good. <laughs> You're not playing? I'm not playing. Oh. Well, hey, hey, that's, that, that's cool, man. Hey, I, I, I think it's great. You know, your, your daddy getting a new job and everything. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, he's going to be a mountain ranger. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, in Montana? Yeah, a little town called Pumice. Yeah, uh, sounds great. You know, new town, new school, new house. <laughs> Probably meet a lot of new friends. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, I, I, I'm excited for you. <laughs> yeah, it, it should be great. Yeah, wow. Well, you really taking this well, man. I thought you might get well, maybe a little bit upset. <laughs> Me? <laughs> Oh, no. oh, well, cool, then. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool, cool man. That's cool. <laughs> um, this episode is probably, like, like the saddest episode of Keenan Kel. Um, one, and secondly, it probably, um, actually made me cry like when i was actually when i first watched it as a kid and you know, as, you know tv you know they can't like when they did part ones and part twos of shows you had to wait to yeah. see the other part yeah. so you know as a kid you're like lingering on a feeling until you see the next part you know what i'm saying so this bye bye keenan is um keenan kel keenan's father um uh roger you know uh, he gets a a, a job in another state and they have to move abruptly which is the worst of anything you know we got you know um and you know just seeing Keenan Kel like this episode really highlighted like it showed their beginning it showed what made them friends why they're friends and it showed how emotionally they're connected because it's it's no, it's laughing. It's, it's some funny moments in the show, but really, it's, the whole show is not funny. That whole episode, like the first, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm really sticking on part one. Part two is, is also good, but part one, I'm really as my number one because it's like, it's really not funny. There's no laughing. I mean, it's some laughing moments, but like, it's just, you know, because you know what's about to happen. So it's really like you're laughing, but then it's like, even they start laughing, but then they, all right, let me help you pack. And it's like, you have to face reality. And then, you know, it's just, uh, the ending is just a tearjerker. Like, if, if, I mean, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but Kel was trying to get this present to Keenan. And they have these walkie-talkies that they, and I, I love that, orange walkie-talkies that they have. And I'm like, yo, the orange walkie-talkies, the Nickelodeon, it's like, I want those. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just looks so cool. And they just, they, they, and that's that was a cell phone back in the day like really a walkie-talkie was like the first cell phone if you had you gave it to someone else and we on this channel mm -hmm. together we can communicate back and forth you could be across the street 
in the woods as long as you can hear me <clears throat> and that's that's it but and I just love that they that the, the walkie talkie was a symbol of their relationship because it's like you need two walkie talkies to communicate so the fact that like he was just trying to get this present to him and everything was bad was happening you know you just bumping up against slow people and it's just everything was bad was happening and it's just the ending is just so sad. It's really it's no happy ending. And I, and I say it's number one because it's like this reality. You might not ever see your friend ever again. You might not ever see you know a person you grew up with ever again. And it yeah. kind of like and not so not not most of the ways number one because it's sad, but number one because they really like <clears throat> they really show like. They needed each other. The, the scene that really captivated it all was like when Keenan had to tell Kel, yo, I'm leaving. Kel can't even wrap his mind around it. Like, man, stop playing. Like, he's not even thinking, you know, he's like, man, he's so, he, he's, he's so, but first of all, I think that's the first time, I, like, he's seen a cash register, like a, a, a digital cash register. So he's just so fascinated that you can scan something, you know, and so he's not even paying attention. And so, Ken has to just let him know, like, yo, I'm leaving. I'm I'm moving. And they face and they're both like getting emotional with each other. And then you know, Chris, which I love, like, he like he started getting emotional with them. And he was like, is it you know, Chris is like, is it me? You know, did I do something? You can get you know, you can get a you can have a raise, you know? Like it's like it was like wow. <laughs> so he's like, he was just giving them everything. And he was like, it's just but they all cried together. It's the first time I've seen at the end of the episode where, like, the audience is unsure of how to react. It's just like mm-hmm. everyone is kind of sad too. It's the first time you've seen the audience. I've seen as a kid, you know, from a, a live action show perspective, like, the audience is sad on the same level as the character in the show is sad. And I was like, yo, what is going on right now? Like, this is, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Just like, wow. They, and it's like, I think that's the one of the best, right? Um, that the best, but like a top write, writing episode because for for a young kid, they had to like touch on an emotional topic and still be funny with it. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, that's a good pick. Um, I I feel like it's even more impactful with Keenan and Kel like uh, addressing something like this because it's so goofy that this is like a rare um, like moment where they have to deal with something real. Um, And then like, since it's so goofy, normally it's like when that hits, it just hits so hard because it's like, I don't know. It's like suddenly you realize, Oh, the show ends in a way if they're not together. Yeah. I mean, Keenan and Kel like doesn't slow. They don't, that show like never slows down for anything. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I (laughs) never turned it on expecting a hint of seriousness. And so when it does it, 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 yeah, it hits all that, all that much harder. Um, If this feels kind of like in step with um, Doug says goodbye a little bit. Yeah. 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 The ending of something, but um. Vaughn also met, shouted this one out, and so did Ethan uh, as their nice. some of their favorites. Uh, my number one uh, is season one, episode eight of the show, which aired in June of 1991. That is a salute your shorts episode. 
entitled Donkey Lips and Sponge Way In. Hey, Sponge. Yeah? Maybe if I did lose weight, I wouldn't get picked on so much. I'm a little husky, you know. Yeah, I know. But getting picked on is not so bad. Someday I'll get rich invading this cool new space laser, and I'll have this giant company, and people like Budnick will be emptying my wastebaskets. Yeah, with gum on the bottom. And big drippy wads of Kleenex. Yeah, and he has to pluck it out with his teeth. <laughs> That's Revenge. cool. Revenge. See, you're smart. When I grow up, I want to be a football player. Girls love football players. Yeah, cheerleaders. And maybe I'll be on a cereal box saying how you should eat your cereal just because I said so. Hey, sugar go donkey lips. Sounds like a weird to me. Hey, maybe my company will market it for you. Yeah, and we'd make a giga billion bucks. And we could split it. We'd be a team. Yeah. This is uh, the episode where Sponge and Donkey Lips are both trying to make weight for a wrestling tournament. Uh, where if they win, they'll get a lobster dinner for a prize. Uh, and they both have, you know, work to do to make their weight. And along the way, they're really helping each other. And when um, when Quincy kind of, you know, suggested this as a possible idea, this was like just one of the first episodes that popped in my head. Um, it's not that Donkey Lips and Sponge are iconic friends like Keenan and Kel or um, Pete, you know, like Pete and his friends. But... Uh, <laughs> So they're not who I think of, but this right. episode is really about like them carrying each other through the episode in like such a loving way that like Sponge is not giving up on Donkey Lips, Donkey Lips is not giving up on Sponge, uh, and so like start to finish they have this goal they don't want to let each other fail, um, and so I'm sure like in the pantheon of Nick there's better friendship episodes than this one but this one just hits right for me and um, I uh, I've enjoyed it on rewatches and it's just one I kind of like thinking about and it seems like a very in that in in a way the fact that like they're not iconic friends right they're not like Skeeter and Doug or Gerald and Arnold it makes it almost all that much interesting that um this episode yeah. is kind of I think one of the better friend episodes yeah um yeah it, it really is a good friend episode uh and hits that weird tone in Salute Your Shorts where it's like, it's funny, but also feels real sort of at the same time. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I love those. those um, I love that um, Salute Your Shorts gives gives you that. They have to carry each other through the episode. It's like two, like, it's kind of like opposites attract or like the odd couple, so to speak. Like, you kind of like, you might not be the same, but like, sometimes you might have to like help someone that's opposite of you or that's you know you know get through something you know I, you know at, at work sometimes like plenty of times it's happening you know you're at work and you know you gotta help you might be better at something and then you gotta help somebody with something to get through a task to get to, to get through something else so you kind of like to help you know and I think I like the salute your shorts has that because they're all on a, a camp and camp is about Camp already is about you know is being com uh, camaraderie in a sense you know yeah. being being yeah. a group being together being doing something together you know being outdoors together you know yeah yeah, yeah it's about yeah it's about trying to find your friends I mean it's uh and uh yeah. and this is like a really odd pairing we don't really get donkey lips and sponge very much so yeah, yeah. just like this one a lot and uh, I know this was uh, also Justin's pick uh, as his favorite. It's so. 
cool. Yeah. Well, that rottens out our top five. Did uh, do you want to do close call, Andrew? Uh, yeah. My close call is. Uh, <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark? The phone police. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I mean, they definitely go to the they 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 go down together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is just one of those ones that, like, when we when I started thinking about friendship episodes, it just popped into my head. I think I I remember. I feel like I saw it at your house the first time I saw it, mm-hmm. and it just and the two main kids it's like about the one kid trying to find his other friend and free him from the phone police yeah um it just like of are you afraid of the dark i feel like this one to me captures that like real life friend feeling uh probably besides apartment 214 sure sure (laughs) no no um but yeah uh phone police that's a I feel like that's a creative pick. I like it. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Quincy, did you have a close call? Um, yeah. Um, man, it's this one. It's it's so many good ones, and I had you know I'm a big fan, a loyal fan of Pigeon Man, but yeah. I'm not going. I'm not going to do that because <laughs> it's it's you can go down a hole about why that's really deep, but. SpongeBob episode. Um, I forgot the name. I'm trying to find it. Um, Squidward's band, and um, uh, I forgot the season is on. I was trying to find it. I couldn't find it on drone up Paramount, but it's like Band Geeks. Band Geek, yes. That episode when I like, I'm telling you, at my my where I'm, where I'm from, my high school, I mean, middle school, whatever. That we all we all felt that. We that, that was the first time like everybody. As my friends, we felt we felt like something for a character in a cartoon, and like equally, like yo, yo, Squidward, bro, like they all, and you, you, you didn't. The ending is probably like a top, my top favorite SpongeBob, and so many good SpongeBob, but the fact that like you kind of knew what was gonna happen, man, you gonna, they gonna, these people are not gonna take him seriously. He's gonna fail. Like I'm, just, I'm, I'm as a kid, I'm thinking like, man, he's gonna fail. He's, it's gonna be funny to watch him fail. But then when he just like, okay, and a one and a two, bro. Like when they, <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because why did they take that so seriously? It's another thing about Nickelodeon. They would take something so simple and make it so funny and serious. Like they really made a band. Like I like not I don't even know how to describe it. Like they, they was a serious band. Trumpets, drums. They had an orchestra. They had Miss um, Puff on a guitar. But bro, bro, I was like, yo, SpongeBob is is is, is singing. It's like uh, Patrick on the drums, looking like a uh, Ringo Starr. You feel me? I'm like, bro, what is? It's like, <laughs> and it, it made you feel good. It's because it's like, man, finally. Everybody came through for Squidward. In the scene where, like, they realized, like, man, like, yo, Squidward really takes this seriously. Yeah, you know, we have to be, we gotta, we gotta do this for him. And then all you hear is somebody about to say, and the one, and the two, and it just fade. You don't know what's gonna happen. Like, bro, it's like it's such a good episode because I, I'm not as a, I can't even remember as a kid watching. That's like, bro, I don't, I did not remember 
I didn't. No one knew it was going to happen. I don't even ask anybody from that area. Like, yo, did you know it was going? Like, did you know it was going to have a band? In a real band, I'm talking about. I have live action people in the crowd of a football game, crying, hugging each other, rocking back and forth, singing with lighters in the air. Like it was like, and then at the end, he just—it's just phased out to him happy. It's so emo- it's really emotional. It's like joyful emotional because it's like mm-hmm. you see a person that's always villainized in a, in a show. He's always he's the grumpy, but really it's like. It's like as a, at the core of his character, like he has a passion. Man. <laughs> Sweet victory, so good. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a really triumphant like coming together payoff. Oh, yeah. Just so so good. Yeah, one of the best payoffs. That that was one thing that SpongeBob really. Maybe they still do nail it, but just like always doing things that totally defy your expectations. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't, just like the jokes. You know, you you're always like. Uh, kind of expecting it to go one way and then when it goes the other way you're like oh my god this love it yeah yeah great pick uh my close call is a episode of rugrats called i remember melville oh my god Uh, this is uh this is of course where chucky's uh pet bug dies and he's essentially inconsolable uh the the kids try to find him a replacement which you know doesn't work the whole episode is really the kids trying to get chucky's mind off melville but it's just so it's so sincere and sweet and um relatable in a bunch of ways of course of wanting to make your friend feel better of course the the loss of like a friend in this case a pet i guess a bug a bug pet um i don't know i just i rewatched this episode yesterday and uh I was like, dang, like this, this feels close to making my list. Um, it's it's but, really uh, deep. It's really Yeah. Um, yeah. Like dealing with like, I think Rugrats, like, like I love Rugrats so much, like growing up and looking back now because I've, I've really realized that like what you just said, it's like, they really know how to like touch on things. Like they touch on grief and yes. loss very much in the show. Like I, I just thought about that, like. The Mother's Day episode that was going to be another close mm-hmm. call for me, but like that's too emotional, you know what I'm saying? But like the fact that they like I never seen that in a show, like they processing babies are processing loss and death, it's kind of yeah. crazy. In a sense, it's crazy, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, absolutely, yeah. I, I, the Rugrats can get it, get into that, and it it always seems to hit. Um, Maybe my my favorite joke from the episode is when he comes back and they've replaced his bug with a snail, <laughs> and he says he goes, "That's not even a bug, that's a snail." And I love Phil going, oh, "He noticed." Oh, anything exciting that the wall has got? Mm, nothing much. Phil found a piece of gum under a rock. Yeah, and Phil ate another mud pie. Neat. And oh yeah, your bug died. What? Melville, Melville. I mean, he was fine in the next. I want him back. Chucky, don't worry, we got you a new bug. I don't want it. And besides, that's not even a bug. It's a snail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a it's it's a lovely episode and uh, like the definition for me of a close call. Like just really missed. Um, yeah. Uh, not that you have to, Andrew. Did you have a Ferguson? Um. I just I kind of defaulted on uh, welcome freshmen friends. <laughs> uh, oh, your true friends, right? Are the true friends or just friends? Uh, 
I'm. I guess I'm not 100. There's an sure. episode. There's an episode of 15 called True Friends. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I just wa- I watched this one. Um, it just wasn't like particularly <laughs> interesting. Well, and I only I you know, it, it didn't all have to do with friends directly or anything. So it just yeah. felt like kind of a stinker. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I I don't doubt any of that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Quincy, not that you have to. Did you have any Ferguson? Yeah, like I, I have uh, this, this two, this two. I found um, one was Keenan Kel to catch a thief. Ooh. Um, and I just found like the man's like bad friend episode. It's funny, I don't know what. Like it's a really funny episode. <laughs> um, but the, I would be like the fact that like, you know, like you know, uh, Keenan's watches. He he thinks his neighbor Mark took his watch and. So they just, you know, causing havoc to his house. And the whole time, Kel knew, like, your father had it, yo. Like, your father father told me to keep it a secret from you. Like, what? But you had me break into someone's house. You had me (laughs) literally steal from him. Like, I could go to jail. It was a real, like, real, real thing. But, like, yo, I, I... now, my friend, like, I wouldn't talk to Kel for a good, like, minute. Like, I'm not, I don't know yeah, if I could yeah. dump you. Like, we still cool, but, like, bro, like, you had me go crazy. And you watched <laughs> me go crazy. And I, like, I, I just, like, that was one. But then the SpongeBob one, um, Rip Pants, oh, yeah. um, where he fakes an injury by playing a joke on uh, Sandy. And I was like, man, that's not cool. Because she took it, everyone took it serious. Like, the lifeguard, Larry, and he thought he was dead. And he was like, my pants ripped, and everybody was like, "Not cool, man." That's my favorite line. And that uh, the, one dude was like, "Bro, I thought you were cool. You're not cool, bro." I was like, Yo, "That's a that's probably the, the funniest line to say to somebody like that that you thought was cool." Like, bro, I thought you was cool. You're not cool, bro. And then and then, but it is a the it's a Ferguson, but there is a highlight in it that. It's just they got a perfect song they have, which was as SpongeBob has a lot of uncut gems of songs in them that they don't usually do songs in their episodes, but like they did a rip pants song that's just a, <laughs> a, a banger, like a real, like a good song. Like you forget that whole he injured uh, injured himself, he lied to Sandy. It's like, man, everyone just forgave, forgave him. And it was like that song was just so good. But I, when I saw it now, I'm just like, nah, like. I can imagine like how crazy I would be if my friend got hurt and he was just joking, especially like drowning. I'm like, bro, like, don't talk to me, bro. Like, I know I'm, I'm glad you're alive, but yeah. just go away, go over there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Both good picks, yeah. Yeah. Um, mine is mine's lame. Uh, I'll just go real fast. <laughs> I I went with the tale of the lonely ghost. Um, not that they're, not that they're ever, not that they're ever really friends, but I just see this as the ultimate example of bullying somebody. Um, you know, the, her, her cousin essentially like forcing her to go into this haunted house and like, just like mentally torture, torturing her. Um, you know, I, I love this episode. It's not a Ferguson cause Lonely Ghost is a classic, but, um, I think it's yeah. just the cr- the cruelest example of someone like trying to pretend to be someone's friend I've seen in almost any episode ever. Um, and so, 
it's just very mean spirited and uh that girl's the worst just the worst character <laughs> yeah um should we move on to our favorite friends yeah uh, do you guys uh, just do a top five here yeah i mean yeah okay it's, i, I kind of do I, top five and like a, like a close call okay yeah i do have a close okay. call okay. collection um Okay, my number. Uh, you know what? This actually ended up being really hard for me. Yeah, I me still, I'm, I'm, I'm still not even sure about this list, but I'll. <laughs> I, I feel like this is what I landed on as far as uh, some combination of like the most iconic friends and like my favorites. Okay. Somehow. Okay. So number five, uh, Keenan and Kel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know. What, what can be said they're great <laughs> well that's together. how i feel about most of these it's just like yeah, you know, yeah. What, what, yeah what can we say that hasn't been said yeah sure sure yeah so yeah keenan and cool. kel okay uh keenan and kel was also picked by Lyndon, ben gino Thanks. and ethan uh so very popular yeah keenan and kel was i mean that's like you know it's like i think the theme song is like that's why i think keenan, i mean this keenan kel is a classic show but like the, their theme song is a classic theme song in like the history of like TV oh, yeah. theme song because <laughs> i know that some people you know, have different opinions about theme songs but i like it that like they're you're, you don't know what you're going to get into you're just seeing them right around <laughs> with coolio just jamming out you know what i'm saying with the universal studios globe this is iconic at the time that you know and so and then the fact that like he's referencing like old 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 duos in the lyrics because as a kid like it made me like research like yo who are you talking about like i don't know who abbott costello is so like it made me go search for like those duos like wow like okay like and this is the fact that he's like this is the new duo just the new age of duos that you had the abbott costello you had the kareem and magic this is the new duo for the 90s and it's like that the emergence of keenan kell like they really changed the game i think for tv i mean for nickelodeon duos like after like p and p keenan kell like i mean then you had like with drake and josh and stuff like that like but but they were like the central part of nickelodeon i mean they even had their own movie you know like <laughs> i mean it's kind of crazy yeah is that is that your number five that's uh, um i mean um no, it's crazy. That's not even on my list. That's okay. why so, it was so hard because, like, as, oh. I'm, as I'm looking down now, I'm like, wow, I didn't, I don't even have them on my list. That's so crazy <laughs> about like picking a duo because, like, I think Nickelodeon has had duos in their shows. I don't think there's yeah. no one show in Nickelodeon that doesn't really have like a a solid duo, you know. So mine's is um, yeah. I picked um, Alfie and Goo. Ah, as number five nice. um because you, you you know every you know this show that have friends that like you know that help you out that support you throughout anything but then you got a, you, you're gonna have a friend that might get you in trouble you might have a friend that's you know that's just a scammer you know or just a you know a con artist you know but goo and alfie you know they were boys you know they were always hanging out you know, um, Goo always put on that charm when the parents came around. So he knew how to be respectful when it mattered. That's a, you know, I, I, always, I always see that. Um, and even though he picked on the little brother, but like, you know, it's just that, that's just what your friend does. You know, if you have a little brother, you're like, you're, man, why are you bringing him? 
he going to see, he wants to play some ball. Like, you know, like, can you leave him at home? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I just love that. Like, and then Alfie, you know, I love that they always find a way to like come back. Even when they have fights, they had this couple episodes where they, you know, and I'm not talking to you. You know, you know, I told, you know, so they have like, they have friction, but they come back together at the end, you know, and, um, that was like my five because, um, they only had one season, unfortunately. So you only got to saw like a small glimpse of the friendship. Like, I think if they had more seasons, like, and you can build the characters up more, like you probably could have shown some, some more depth with, um, with Goo, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I did like that Goo, um, you know, he's just that friend. He's just that bad influence friend, and I love that because it's like I I relate to that. I've had bad influence friends that like you get oh your friend got a haircut now you're gonna get a haircut, <laughs> and now you're like their parent is cool with it. Your parent is like, what yeah. did you do to yourself? You <laughs> so it's just you know, and this I like that's a realistic too. You know, now we might have a friend that's like a good influence. Sometimes your friends can be bad, you know. Yeah. 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 No, it's uh, it's a classic duo, also picked by Justin and Josh. Okay, um, nice. Yeah, love them. Yeah, good pick. Uh, my number five, also picked by Brooks, Hasbom, Gino, and Nico, uh, is Clarissa and Sam. Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So many, so many. Like. <laughs> The, yeah, just uh, like uh, I thought very interesting just in the aspect that it's a boy and a girl. I mean, there's a couple of these, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's like probably a good example of like uh, a, a situation on teen TV where like a boy and a girl don't have to be like romantically interested that like yeah. the boy doesn't have to be a creep coming in the window or like, you know, overly eager. They're just like kind of cool friends and. I felt like that was maybe the first time I had seen that where it's like, Oh, like, yeah, you can just be cool. And it doesn't need to be like some weird thing. Um, and they're, yeah, you know, yeah. they're just so casual with one another and they really like just bounce ideas off each other. So yeah, Clarissa and Sam are, uh, I think, uh, good ones. Yeah. Nice one. Good pick. Four. Um, yeah. My number four is Tommy and Chucky. Uh, um, has bomb, has bomb and Brooke too. Nice, nice. Um, they just feel like such an essential part of the Nickelodeon friendship world. Um, you know, they're they're the best of friends, of course, as kids. And uh, thinking back, especially, I just feel like when I think of the friends on Nickelodeon, um, Tommy and Chucky, like I, I just felt like I had to put them on the yeah, list. They're, they're classics. Yeah. Uh. Quincy number four. Um, number four, I got the same thing. Tommy and Chucky. Like, uh, I think when you talk about Nickelodeon duos, um, I mean, I, I just, just in the in the uh, universe of Nickelodeon, I just if, as if you grew up in the nineties, like really grew up in nineties, like those like like the first, that was like the first Rugrats was the first crew you saw, and they were like the first best friends you saw, like as a, from a baby standpoint, like. They really had each other's back. They really, you know, you know, and we like you said. So I, I love the the episode y'all did. Um, that's the your favorite Rugrat episodes, because it's like when you look back to all the episodes, it's like wow, they like Tommy and Chucky, 
even though Tommy's the leader, he needed Chucky just as, Chuck, as Chucky needed Tommy. You know, and they, they feed off each other's energy. They always, you know, sticking it through, you know. And um, I just, you know, and I, I, I like that. Like, they, um, my favorite, I think, episode is, like, when they become grown-ups or something. Like, they become adults. Yeah. And it's, yeah. like, because it's, a, you know, and it shows them, like, best friends as old, as adults. So, it's, like, I just love, I love seeing that, you know. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the all grown ups regrets like because mm-hmm. i didn't like they changed i feel like the energy the, the chemistry of the characters so to speak like you know yeah. i feel like sometimes it's like that was like man like i don't feel like tommy and chucky are connected no more because then they only did cell phones are introduced and you, you see feel me it's like other things mm-hmm. it's like taking them away from like when you're babies it's like yeah we're we in a when they playpen together, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we feed off each other anyway, you know. So I you know, I'm a uh I forgive um the problems with all grown up for some reason. I kinda like it. But uh I'm with you on on their relationship kind of changing during that and yeah. Yeah. Uh they didn't make my list, but uh iconic. <laughs> uh, iconic for sure. Yeah, sure. Uh my number four uh, shared by Uncle Sid, True 90s Nick, Hasbomb, Justin Brooks, is Doug and Skeeter. Um, you know, what's to say? Uh, the, this is, this is you know, from the moment Doug arrives in Bluffington, ride or die. Um, you know, they got a few hiccups here and there. Skeeter gets smart. Doug gets jealous. Classic uh, episode. But um, otherwise, they're really there for each other. And uh, what more could you ask of a friend? Uh, you know they are skeeter is the ying to doug jang and yeah yeah beautiful friendship yeah um all i gotta say is i can't believe they're so low on the list oh yeah Um, yeah okay well (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all (laughs) all right all right well what's your number three uh my number three is pete and pete the brothers pete and pete ah the brothers Um, Pete. okay yeah um just like them being these best friends as brothers. Um, you know, I have a younger brother. Um, their relationship just felt pretty similar, pretty like true to life. Um, and I, I love the relationship together. I love them getting mad at each other, but also like, you know, having to live with each other. Um, and I love just like, even as the series goes on, even as they like kind of go off with their own friends groups and stuff, they still, uh cross paths and you know they still uh they're obviously still living with each other at that time and um i just you know i feel that bond it's beautiful that's beautiful yeah yeah, i do like that like you know brothers um you know like i do like i did that's one thing i i I, watching p and p is like you know your that your brother is your friend you know you grow up with this person you live in the same room you know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. you're gonna grow attachments and some likeness, but I like that he never like he never like um looked down on his brother in a sense. You know, he never like like, yeah. oh you're my little brother. Like he looked at him as equal to as to him. You know, yeah. and that was the beauty of it too. He accepted him as you're my little brother. You know, even the episode of Halloweeny, I think it was, when they was trying to go I think trick or treating yeah. or something and and he had to decide like no, like 
I, I, my brother, we love that. Like, <laughs> like I'm gonna go and do that with my brother. I don't care anyone, you know, judges me or whatever. You know, they they uh also like since you mentioned uh, Halloweeny, like they really did do a good job of that transition as they were getting older and like yeah. just like how that age difference uh kind of like affected them a little bit more as the series went on, but there was still still had that closeness you know? yeah so. cool what's your number three uh Quindy? Um, my number three is um doug and skeeter mm-hmm. um just um you know like again just like doug i mean just i mean just like um tommy and chucky those were like the first central duos i saw growing up you know just yeah. i always you know and even in the first episode the first person who he Doug meets is, is is Skeeter, and he introduces him to the town. Like, yo, this is yeah. this is Doug. You feel me? Just it's like a like I've never really seen that before. I've never been introduced to a whole town before. School, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yo, this is everybody. This is my, you know, everybody, and just got you know got him familiar with how people talk in this town and the slang, the slang and what's cool and whatnot. You know, put him on to a, his favorite band. It changes life. You know, um, so I just love that, like, they always had that connectedness, you know, of through each other. They both was quirky in their own ways. And I think that's also what probably drew them together as friends. Yeah, sure. that's uh, yeah, I, I totally. Yeah. yeah, perfectly said. Um, Well, my number three I share with Brett Wilson, and that's Little Pete and Artie. Um mm. You know, just just the other aspect of uh, the show here, um, a kid and his superhero, just a unique friendship, something that like, again, I didn't feel like I saw anything else like that on television. Um, and uh, they made me laugh so much, like they really brought out the best in each other. Uh, such a weird friendship. Uh, loved it. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Number okay. number two. Um, yeah, my number two is Arnold and Gerald. Oh my gosh! Um, I, <laughs> Talk about too low. <laughs> too low. Wow! Wow! Jeez! I mean, number two, pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, what we've said a lot already tonight, but yeah. um, you know, just a great friendship feels like a really real friendship. They really care about each other. They're like, they're just. It just feels so good watching them. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I so I I mean, what can I say? They they're the best of some of the best of friends. I I love their whole uh relationship. Some together. might say but, the yeah, best of friends. Some might. <laughs> yeah, some. Uh, almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see was... <laughs> uh Quincy, what's your number two? Um my number two, um my number two, um I had to say Mavis and Clavis. Oh, nice. Um, just to just, just throw a curveball into the play Love a little it. bit because I think a lot of people, we, you know, we we look at, you know, duos, you know. Like I said, I didn't have Keenan and Kel specifically, but I did have Keenan and Kel on it. Um, just Mavis and Clavis, man, they're just, they're just a comedy duo that wished, I wish had their own show of just harassing people of just you know messing with old men messing with people not caring what they say you know 
keeping the limits, but like just being fun with what they're doing. And I remember just seeing them as Keena Kell of like, wow, like Keena Kell can play good older people. That was the first time I kind of, it clicked with me. Like, and it showed like just these two older men who just been friends for so long. They've been friends since <laughs> they had, uh, since high school and they just been friends, old friends, just hanging on just, you know, with canes and it's just, you know, every time I see them, I laugh. I, I, I can't find a bad sketch where, like, even if the sketch is bad, they'll show up and make it better. That's how great, yeah. you know, they're like the Muppets. Um, uh, I can't <laughs> yeah. forget those two guys' name at the moment, but, like, the two old men that sit up and just harass yeah. the set, that's what they remind me of so much. And it's like, man, like, and then I remember at the end of all that, you always hear them at the end of all that, like, you know, uh, so they're just a staple in that, you know, in every Nickelodeon kind of show, you would hear, I think, their little cut, and, and I don't know, I, I I went through all of them, but, like, Mavis and Clay was, I was like, man, I kept, I couldn't, I could not leave them off the list, you know. Yeah, I love it. I, I like love it. That yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, my number two is Keenan and Kel. Uh, uh just yeah, yeah. just like iconic i mean whether it's all that or their show uh they're just tied at the hip like you hear keenan you think kelly you think you you know you hear kelly you think keenan and uh there's just not an episode where like you know even even when they're stealing things for each other or whatever it might be like uh you know they're doing it out of the love in their hearts and uh man i just like when they came on screen, there was like, even my number one, like when Keenan and Kel came on screen, it was like an instant adrenaline rush or like just an instant happiness. Like, okay, something good's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and yeah. uh, so they're like the ultimate, you know, retro uh, comedy team. And, uh, you know, Keenan's still killing it. So, oh, yeah, love yeah. That. yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good pick. Keenan and Kel, like, you're right. I, I, I that's a good uh description. Like every time you see them, like you've already you get hit with adrenaline because yeah. before the show starts, like they're already like doing something <laughs> wacky to keep that already keep you pumped up. So like, alright, it like like a roller coaster. It's like alright, this is like the little, just a little you know roll up roll up part. But like you know, then the episode comes. It's like it's just good entertainment but yeah like like i said i didn't have them on my list because i was just trying to trying to do something different but yeah they're 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 staples like they're they i mean mckenna kell like i think just they just changed the game i think <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they feel like an essential uh part of like the nickelodeon dna yeah you know? yeah they're yeah. Duo together yeah. Andrew, number one. Yeah, my number one is Doug and Skeeter. Sure. Um, man, just like from the get go, their friendship just like felt so good and real, and like something that I wanted to watch when it first came on. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, it just felt different from other cartoons. Um, I, I, I don't know. When I think about friendship and Nickelodeon, like that was the first thing that popped into my mind is Doug and Skeeter together. Um, it's just, I don't know, everything about it feels good. They even get like, they get angry at each other a couple times, but um, they're, they just have such a strong friendship that it, 
always overcomes those problems. Yeah. Pretty inspirational. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Quincy, your number two? Or your number one? Your number one? Uh, number one? Oh, man. It's got to be Arnold and Gerald. Nice. It's just, just um, you know, man, I just, they, that the first they start, the show starts off with them. That's, that, I mean, that's, those are the first two characters you really see together. I mean, you see the gang, but like, you don't know, like, how cool everyone is, but you know from the beginning, Eric, Arnold and Gerald are tight. You know what I'm saying? Just from the first episode, like, they, they do everything together. They they make the wrong decisions together. They make the good uh, they good, they make good decisions together. Um, and and like I I think they really exemplify like true friendship because they they check each other when they're wrong. You know, like um one of my close calls was going to be cool jerk. Um, the episode where um um where. Uh, Arnold, you know, falls in with the wrong crowd, a wrong dude, and you know, and he was using him to do something legal. And Gerald was like, "Bro, like, man, stop hanging with them. They're no good. I'm telling you, like, just trying to be a good friend." And and in that episode, he ended up like kind of saving his life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real. And it's like, like a like just rare, rare, it's rare that friends like come through and like help you out when you're in time of need or really help you out. I mean, just the journey of Arnold and Gerald trans goes into the movies and the journey to find Arnold's parents, like Gerald by his side, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's kind of like a, <laughs> it's a lifelong friend. You don't really get to see, you You don't really get to, I, I don't think it's shown like that in a lot of shows anymore. It's kind of like everyone's some tiny friends, but like Gerald and Arnold, like, they always seem to stick stick with each other, you know. I mean, they always help each other out. I mean, when Gerald went, went to move out, Arnold said, "Man, you can come over here." When Arnold was, you know, falling in love with a girl who didn't you know who didn't want him, he was just like, "Yo, like, she don't like you, man. Move on." <laughs> like sometimes Gerald is like the friend that you need to hear. Like, you just keep it plain and simple. Yeah, your ball's gone. You're not gonna see it again. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to go get it, yeah, go you know, do what you I'm gonna support you. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Beautiful. Well said. Uh my number one is of course Brooke and Kelly from fifteen. Um no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I was like my mouth is dropped for like, no, what? I'm like uh but wow. nothing but nothing for but respect for them uh my number one uh, same as jordan vince bob ben josh and quincy is arnold and gerald um i am not sure i'm not sure i'm gonna be able to put it any better than quincy just said it uh so yeah i mean like every episode as i was going back and re-watching some of this stuff it's just like man these guys are just <laughs> that this is it like this is what friendship looks like it's 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 uh yeah it i don't know from the start they're just like perfect friends they are uh forgiving they're loving they're they're encouraging every you know everything they really need from each other is is there and um i think uh the ultimate friendship but you know gerald arnold skeeter doug you know that's top tier stuff i mean that's uh yeah you know that's what the stuff make that goals are made out of friendship goals um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention a few things, other 
pairs that people shouted out. Um, Ethan shouted out Budnick and Michael. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Ketchup Spectra shouted out Rocco and Heifer. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Uh, Brooke Brooks Cassandra and Josh shout out shouted out Alex Mack and Ray Alvarado. Oh, oh man, I, know, I was just thinking of them in my head uh, as we're talking. I was like just thinking of people like man because. That, that was a good duo, yeah. Same as, like, mm. Clarissa and Sam of, like, a boy and a girl who kind of just, like, they're cool. Yeah. Like, they're just friends. Yeah, they're friends. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, Chaser RZ, something like that, picked uh, Lori and the Big Ear of Corn from all that. Yeah, I knew somebody was going to pick that. I thought, like, somebody's, like, somebody's going to say that in, in some, like, somebody somebody's going to say because... If you watch all that, like they was, they were all. There's some, there's some weirdness. They always were like a like a, a couple or like always together. She would fight people over the corn. It was like, yeah. I was a kid. I was like, what is up with this corn? Like it just didn't like. It, it was a the corn was like a, 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 a just a nothing. But it was people respected it. Yo, that's corn over there. Yo, it's like what? It was just, oh, man. Did you guys have any close calls here? Um. Yeah, uh, my my close call is finally Ren and Stimpy. Ah, boo. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I I realize it's not a it's not a uh, example for real life, a healthy real life friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was um, gonna say like uh, I don't know they're really good friends to each other. But there are you know there are those touching moments where they do have those bond bond that time to bond um and those moments are important for the show and you know yeah. i i do like that um so yeah. i i just felt like i wanted to mention them even if they weren't going to make the you know legit top five yeah okay quincy um i had doug and Porkchop. oh oh because cool. yeah that's you know, a good one pork chop is like he's not a dog to me like when i watch pork chop now yeah. i'm like i'm like, like he's not a dog yo. he's not a, he's, he's <laughs> like he'd be standing like humans he'd be having his hand on his hip he'd be tapping his foot he'd be wearing like he'd rocking out with the headphones on his head and yeah. i'm just like yo he's not a and he's always with out in the ep, uh i remember the christmas episode where like he was being like about to be put the like uh put to death or something or something like that or like executed and i was like yo like and it was like dub was like i felt like that was when i, I kind of i just felt dub like no like my dog didn't do nothing and it was just like the first time i was like man like what would happen if dog if the if poor child like died like how would you know how, like this show wouldn't really be the same even though it's a it's about doug and like that dog opens up with doug you know what i'm saying it's the mm-hmm. intro like opens up with him and ends with yeah. him and it's like it's that's probably like the first time i like i seen like um like when nickelodeon like beside like you know school being shaggy stuff like but like a dog and i met a boy and his dog and just their adventures together you know what i'm saying yeah that's a, yeah that's a yeah. great pick yeah it didn't even it didn't even occur to me somehow but that's yeah I mean, yeah that's great that is a great pick um, I went with the monsters from our real monsters. Lena oh, Icarus oh, yeah. from. That's a really good pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, love them. Yeah. They're you know they're monsters, but they're I mean they're at odds, but they're also always just like kind of uh, endearing and encouraging and 
going along with each other. So I wanted to show the monsters some love. Yeah, um, they're kind monsters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, any Ferguson friends? I didn't pick out a Ferguson okay. for this. Um, I did have um one. Okay. Um, and just a Brooke and Kelly. Are you serious, um, Brooke and Kelly? Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> you know, just because it's you know, it's as friends. It's like you know, I think sometimes it's like yeah, they're friends, but like. They always seem to be at odds all the time. And oh, it's they're, like, they're definitely yeah. toxic. And so it's like, I remember that the, I, I never even heard of the show. I I, I listened to an episode, a pod, episode of yours. And I'm like 15. I'm like, I never even heard of this. I'm, I'm like, like there's a show, like, like I saw, like, so it has to be alive. I was doing a podcast on something. Like I found it. I'm like, I watched it. It was on, um, what, I never read it. It was on some streaming thing. And I saw it and was like, yo. This is crazy. The one this fifteen show is like it's too over dramatic. It's funny, like if you watch it under some certain conditions, it's hilarious for real. Um, but the episode when it was like scheming on the, like like lying behind each other's backs and in one scene it's like you're talking about your friend and she come in the room and you're hey how you doing? It's like y'all not friends. You know what I'm saying? It's like y'all phony with each other. You know what I'm saying? Y'all might be friends on the same like evil spirit. Like yeah, we like ter- ter- like terrorizing people, but like you're not friends on like helping each other. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I just thought about that. Like yeah, you're 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 dead on. I mean it it, it just happens to be the things I love about their friendship. But you are you're dead on. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, mine is the relationship between the Rugrats and Angelica. Um, mm. You know, I've really, I've really, yeah. in, I've really evolved throughout this. I used to really just not like Angelica. I've, I've evolved <laughs> into understand, uh, understanding, <laughs> you know, a little bit of what makes Angelica tick, how she's useful, but she's just terrible to the babies. Uh, there's just no way around it. And, um, but no reason. She, yeah. She, no, she's just, I mean, she's really malicious. Uh, you know, she has a, she has a, uh, corrupt spirit and, um, she, yeah, she's my Ferguson. I think yeah. she's just a very bad friend to her babies, uh, to the babies. And, uh, yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I, I do have something else that I want to mention. Uh-oh. Uh, there are three snick uh, or three, uh, Nickelodeon VHS. I mean, that are all like revolve around friends. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, uh, I'd go through the episodes that are on them just to real quick. Just, yeah. 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 You know, here with there. Um, so the first one was snick friend, uh, Nick snicks friendship, uh, which included Clarissa explains it all. Sam Swan song. Yeah. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy, the littlest giant. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of the dark tale of the lonely ghost? Wow. What? R- Roundhouse, new- <laughs> <laughs> Roundhouse new kid in town. Oh, um, and uh, it also included some Pete and Pete shorts. Uh, Artie, the strongest man in the world, X-Ray Man, and Route, Route 34. Lonely ghost on a friend tape <laughs> is like psychotic. <laughs> I feel like this whole tape is a little off. Yeah. Um, it's a littlest sh- giant even is like one where Stimpy's getting picked on. Yeah. Like it's not really a friend one. Yeah, it's a stretch. Um yeah, it's very bizarre these these choices. Um there was also a Rocco's Modern Life VHS with friends like these. Uh-huh. It, 
It included uh, Bedfellows, No Pain, No Gain, The Good, The Bad, and The Wallaby, Wimp on the Barbie, and With Friends Like These. Huh. Okay. Um, you know, th- those are kind of, those are mostly yeah, pretty friend episodes. Yeah, like heifer-centric. You know which one I watched, uh, considering it was the, um, oh god, what's it called? It's Old Froggy. It's where... It's uh, where old Ed, Foggy Froggy. Yeah, old Foggy Froggy, where Ed wants to become their friend. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty good one. That is great. Yeah, he's like getting old. Yeah, he's trying to. Yeah, I like the um. Was it uh, what's that? What not Wacky Deli? Is that what it's called? Where um, they try to help um, I'm losing his name. They try to help the the big son keep yeah. the show alive. And yeah, Wacky Deli. I, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of that. I was, I was like, man, that's a try because they they try to. They saw him having trouble, so it's like, man, we can help you, you know. And <laughs> and it's that's a good friend episode. They actually that uh, yeah, Rocco yeah. and Heifer, and they had to sit and write a show together. And I was I was thinking about that. I should have put that down. Um, and finally, the last uh, VHS tape, which was like some weird thing that you could only get from buying blank VHS tapes. Um, it was called Nick Nickelodeon Friends Variety Pack. It included Doug Says Goodbye, mm-hmm. Rugrats Farewell My Friend, Okay, uh, Clarissa Explains It All, A Little Romance, Rocco's Modern Life, Bedfellows, Pete and Pete When Pete's Collide, mm-hmm. Ren and Stimpy, Ren's Pecs, and Stimpy's Fan Club. Huh. Uh, okay. This was, was pretty solid, I thought, actually. Yeah. Like, a lot of these are pretty good. Um, couple good, very good Ren and Stimpy episodes. Uh Pete and Pete, uh, very uh, pretty good friends one. Yeah, good call. Anyway. Good find. Yeah, so, yeah. I've forgotten that. Um, all right. Well, that wraps up our friendship episode. Um, but Andrew, what are we talking about next time? Um, next time we're talking our favorite. Are you afraid of the dark magical objects? <laughs> yes. Wow. So we're, we're ranking our magical objects, not the episodes. Any object in Are You Afraid of the Dark that I guess we dig? Uh, yeah, that, that has some sort of uh, yeah. some sort of otherworldly ability. And this idea was brought to us uh, much like this episode was inspired by Quincy. This uh, next episode was inspired by our friend over in the UK, Vaughn. Okay. Uh, and so yeah. she'll she'll be joining us to talk. Uh, Are you afraid of the dark? Objects, things that things that make things happen in the episodes. I guess. Yeah, uh, this be fun. I've not started crafting my list, but yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, yes, there's a lot of objects in Are You Afraid of Dark that can oh, think man. of right now. This is like can... <laughs> more than more than you would think. She she yeah. she had like suggested. I'm like, well, I think there's only like. Because I'm just thinking, like, Sardo. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. There's, like, what, five things? And then she sent a list of, like, 30 <laughs> yeah. things. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Okay, so, like, every episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that'll be fun. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast, on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Podbean, or iTunes. Um, shout out to our new newest five star reviewers, Elise Aura and N Durazo. Thank you for your very kind reviews. We we appreciate that, and that helps other people uh, find this podcast. Uh, and speaking of appreciate, our friend on the friend episode, uh, Quincy, 
thank you for joining us finally i appreciate it i thank you for having me come on yeah yeah so much fun um and we hope we'll see all you friends next Andrew, can you hear me? Uh, Joe, hello. Andrew? Hmm. Quincy, can you hear us? Lost him. Can you hear oh. us, Joey? Yes, hello. I can hear you. Oh, yeah.